Hi folks, welcome to the Ask the R podcast. Today we've got another one of our interview formats and I'm delighted to welcome Laura Elizabeth onto our podcast. Laura is the creator of Client Portal and this might not seem like a a, a natural link up but this is part of our kind of tech series with tools and products that are going to be really, really useful for architects and planning consultants that, that listen to the podcast. So Laura is the creator of Client Portal, Design Academy, uh, and Project Pack, and she's the co-owner of Double Your Freelancing. Is that about right, Laura? Have I got that right there? Yeah, I think you've covered pretty much everything. There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, and also podcast host as well now, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, brand new podcast host. So we've only done a handful of episodes, so it's still pretty early days, um, but yeah, it's podcast it, host now. It's all good practice, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think Client Portal, it's been up and running for about six years now, has it? Yeah, I think since about 2016, I want to say. Yeah, something. I think when I was doing some digging into your background, that's that's what uh, that's what was spit out of that. And I mean, essentially for the listeners, Client Portal, from my perspective, it provides a really, really easy sort of no-nonsense customer client portal um, solution. And one of the big problems that we see over and over again is um, the sharing of documents and managing customers as they as they move through uh, these these development projects. And it's been I know it's been game changing for for some of our listeners that are already using the project uh, the product but I wondered if perhaps you could tell us a little bit about client portal from your perspective and how you've got to where you are now yeah so client portal is basically the problem that it solves is if you're ever working with anyone with a service provider or you are the service provider and you have all these documents and all these assets and all these things just scattered around everywhere um it solves the problem of hey can you send me that file that you sent back in march because i've lost it and i can't find it in the email thread so it's it's just a way to keep all of the bits for any type of project together so what the client would do is they would just be able to log in and they would have for example maybe there's their invoices in there or there's even a url to you know, some useful URL to something that you wanted to show them one time or images or um, questionnaires or just Mm. all of that paperwork Um, because organizing paperwork is just the bane of my (laughs) life and a lot of other people's lives. And especially with email and because you're not sent things anymore, everything's just stuck in these really long email threads that have been forwarded and moved across and it's just impossible to find them. So Client Portal just keeps all that together, basically. It's super simple, um, but that's what people love about it uh, because the simplicity makes it pretty powerful really because Mm. you can do anything with it and it started back as we said in 2016 when I was working as a freelancer so I was a freelance web designer and I had this exact problem so I was sending my clients links to questionnaires or links to documents that they needed to know I was sending them invoices and I was even sending them their final files and sometimes even years down the line a client would come back to me and say, hey, do you remember that logo or that invoice that you sent or something really random? I can't find it. Can you send it again? And it would just be so frustrating because I I didn't 
know where this client's <laughs> file was. It was maybe on like a backup hard drive somewhere because this we're talking on like honestly years down the mm. line. And uh, I'd have to go through my computer and dig everything out and, you know, give it back to them um, after the project had finished. So I wasn't getting paid anymore. And it was just really frustrating. So I wanted to give my clients just a portal where I say, this is your login. This has got everything you need. And this is yours pretty much forever. So if they ever lose anything, it doesn't matter how far in the future it is, they can just log into their portal and they can find it. Um, so they don't need to contact me you know, unless it's for anything specific. And it turns out a lot of other people had the same problem as me. Um, I didn't create client portal with the intent of selling it. But when I talk about this problem at different conferences, people would say, oh my gosh, this is, this is my missing link in my project. Where can I buy it? So um, I ended up making it into a product. It took off pretty rapidly and it's been my almost full-time thing ever since um i know we talked about i've got a few side things going on but yeah client portal is the mm. is the bread and butter of my uh, working life and i think those sort of i've heard it described as an accidental product on your own uh, podcast and i think i mean they're often the best ones aren't they but you you describe a problem that i can't imagine there's anybody listening to this podcast that hasn't got that problem um i mean we try as a business we've tried to move away from email we're using um fresh desk to deliver a lot of our client projects now because at least then it's sort of a company-wide uh, inbox and the whole team can dive in and out and if one person's not in the business the, those projects don't don't grind to a halt but I can't imagine there's anybody that that, that can't re can't relate to those uh, can't relate to those problems and how I mean in terms of taking it from something that uh, was your own internal creation your own internal system and taking that out and releasing it into the wild how did you how have you found that journey because that's not necessarily a particularly cheap thing to do either is it no, so I, um, I'm not a developer myself and the initial version of Client Portal was just this HTML template that I sort of hacked together and um, that was what I used with my clients. When I decided to sell it, I needed to come up with some funds to actually get this product into development. Now, I'd already been building an audience for a few years previously, so I had an audience of people. They were actually web developers initially. Uh, because I was doing also doing a design course for developers. And I partnered with a um, company who I met at a conference who was serving freelancers, and they were interested in promoting client portals. So we did this big pre-sale. It was almost like a Kickstarter in mm -hmm. a way, but just not on Kickstarter, where we said, okay, this is how much I need to get the product into development. If you're interested, uh, if you want this product and you want it to be made, then I'll give you a lifetime deal for a certain amount of money. And if we make enough, we'll build it. If not, we'll refund you and, you know, we'll say goodbye. Fantastic. Yeah. And it ended up surpassing the amount by um, quite a lot because, like I said, people were interested in it. This is a problem that everyone <clears throat> is has either been on from the service provider side or has been on on the client side. You know, if you've ever worked with an accountant, for example, or... Um, if you've ever bought a house or um, any, just any of these things where there's just a lot of stuff, um, even insurance, you know, you've always dealt with like having these things sent to you constantly and you don't have time to save them and have a nice organized folder. It's on that like to-do list that's in the back of your mind. And I, um, 
I still work with so many people in my professional and personal life and I just think to myself gosh I wish you used client portal because this is like this is just a pain I can see all these attachments building up and they drive me crazy um but yeah that's basically how it got started was a, basically a pre-sale kickstarter and it's all gone from there it's um Oh, that's fantastic. It's really, really cool. It's, uh, it's what we do a lot of work with local authorities. And um, it's just so desperately frustrating, because not only can they not use things like Dropbox, um, cloud drives, Google Drive, and things like that as well. So literally everything ends up in an email chain. And it only takes one person to reply to the wrong email chain and absolutely everything falls apart. So this is possibly one of the most valuable, uh, <laughs> valuable pieces of software as a solution out there, I think, from 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 my perspective. And it was actually through a client that we that we stumbled across it ourselves. We don't use it for delivering um, reports or managing our projects necessarily. Uh, but I've been on the receiving end of it and I just I linked the dots I just thought this would be brilliant for for architects and planning consultants to find out about because they're the document uh, the documents and the revision lists and the way that it could all be split out in in client portal between you know sort of um, conceptual uh, projects through to pre-planning through to planning through to the construction phase it's it's an absolute no-brainer and I'm guessing on a personal level to move from sort of freelancing and design work into uh, managing something that's essentially uh, a product a product and earns money for you while you sleep that must have been uh, that must have had a huge transformational effect on your personal life because I know yeah. from from my perspective we've sort of productized a service as well and it and it's it's game changing because people can can access our products at 2am in the morning if they want to. Has yeah, it, it's a dream fair? come true. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it's just amazing. I think the best thing for me was it's the freedom it gives me if life or when life happens. So, um, it, for example, if I, like I, we, we talked about earlier, I've just got back from a holiday um, for about three weeks and I didn't have a drop of, in income at all because you know I don't need to be physically at my desk in order for people to um to buy client portal and yeah. that's really nice you can you have the freedom to get sick which sounds really silly yes. but you don't know when that's going to happen it happens to everyone maybe you're sick for a few days but you can be sick for weeks or months you you don't know what's going to happen and I feel like for me having something like client portal and I've got a very small team you know helping me with it with mm. the support and the development and all that kind of stuff it can run without me for the most part. I still need to be here and I still need to sort of steer the ship and do all that kind of stuff. But it just takes a bit of a weight off me knowing that when things happen in life, it's not going to affect me too much financially. So, yeah, it's just honestly a dream come true is to have something like this that I work on. I can imagine. I can imagine. And where's it heading? What's next for for Client Portal? Um, mostly, honestly, just improving the product, creating new features. Um, so like I said, it's a simple product and it's simple by design. So we want to keep it simple because like you said earlier, um, a lot of people who might use it are not super tech savvy. Mm -hmm. So it's not a project management tool. It's not another base camp or it's not anything like that. It's literally a portal for you to store attachments and deliverables and URLs and anything useful. 
So if you have, so if you have your clients and you think they're not so good on a computer, if they can log in, if they can type their email address and a password into a form, they can use client portal because as soon as they're in, it's just, you click on what you want to view. I mean, it's, it sounds so simple. Um, but again, that simplicity is by design because we don't want, we understand that a lot of people just don't want to be caught up in complex project management tools. They literally just want their files. And it's it's basically saying, you know, if you are the type of person who is really organized on your desktop computer and you've got everything in folders and everything's all perfect, you know, maybe Client Portal isn't right for you. But let's face it, most of us are not like that as much as we want to be. Most of us have got random files everywhere um, in downloads folder, you know, just on your desktop. This is sort of a way for you as the service provider to be organized for your clients. So to give your clients somewhere that they know that everything is going to be um, everything is going to be displayed for them. So in terms of where we're going, it's it's just keeping true to that so we're um always releasing new features um things like you know automatic portal creation was our latest big one where you can have clients sign up on your website and have a portal automatically created for them so you don't have to do anything you can create a template for example that says um if i have this type of project i'll create a portal template And then I can send a link to a client, they can fill out a form and they will get access to one of these portals that's just created for them automatically. Um, And then we've got other things coming up in the pipeline that um, just basically improve on the product. But I don't have honestly grand ambitions to do like some big exit or anything (laughs) like that. I love the product and I'm fully plan on working it myself for as long as I can. So it's just, yeah keep on going i listened to i don't know if you've listened to it there's a there's a podcast out in the u.s um from guy rouse called how i built this um uh which is a neat conversational link through to your podcast in a minute but i listened listened to a lot of his podcasts and they're absolutely fantastic but the amount of founders particularly tech founders who become absolutely miserable after an exit you know they work on something it's their passion they're really really passionate about the product it's not about the money and it's always the th- it's always the products that are successful that aren't about the money um, as soon as somebody starts to get tied up with the with the financials and scalability of something that seems to be when it falls falls apart but um, yeah certainly if you if you if you're looking for an exit the amount of people that end up desperately miserable and just don't know what to do next it's uh, it's 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 amazing so speaking of podcasts you have a new podcast what's it what's it called and where can we find it so it's called the non-tech founders podcast and it's basically i mean it is what it sounds like i'm i'm very good at naming things you know client portal <laughs> is a client yeah, portal s- straight in there yeah yep the non-tech founders podcast is a podcast for a non-tech founder so It's for people who, if you want to build a product business like Client Portal or something similar, um, and you are not a developer, um, it's conversations between myself and another um, non-technical founder who has built his own products before. Mm. And it just talks about the challenges and the upsides and the downsides and just how you build that kind of product business. Because most founders for products like the ones that I do are built by developers because, you know, you need to know how to code in order to make these products. Um, 
but I don't like that because there's plenty of non-developers who have great ideas too. So how can you get started and do something similar to what I'm doing, which is, um, you know, have this great product that you'd love working on and that sort of gives you, I wouldn't say, I don't like the term passive income because it's not yeah. really true. It's never truly passive and a lot of work up front, you know, makes it that way. Um, but it just talks you through, um, yeah our journey really it's it's pretty informal but it's our journey and um things you can learn about from us being non-technical founders and there's certainly i mean there must have been there must have been some challenges along the way to get you to the point that you're at now what what would you say has been the biggest challenge bootstrapping something uh, a product in the in the way that you have i would say the biggest challenge well the big challenge for me right now is honestly time. Mm. I am so strapped for time. I have a um, almost two-year-old at home and uh, me and my husband both run software companies. Yeah. And so we split, you know, everything 50-50, like parenting 50-50, working 50-50. But even with that, it's just so hard because um, <laughs> I didn't know anything about children before I had one. And I kind of thought they'd like play on their own a little bit, but they yeah, don't. No, that doesn't happen. No. no. So when she's home, we have to be there. Like one of us is cooking, the other one's, you know, looking mm -hmm. after her. And she does go to nursery. Um, but for the few hours that she's in nursery a day, after we've, you know, done everything, like you tidy up the house a bit, all this stuff, we don't actually get that many hours to work. And that is so hard for me right now because I have so many things that I want to do. Um they're not things that I have to do, but I just love, I love what I do. Yeah. And it, it's difficult for me to only have very short bursts of time. Um, that's a challenge that I know will improve with time though. So I'm not too worried about it. You know, she will get older and we will get our time back. It's just being patient and enjoying the time we have yeah. with her. Uh, there. You, you absolutely can't, can't wish it away. I mean, my youngest uh, son, James, is eight. And then I've got two older children that are 20 and 21. Um, I won't tell you what's coming. You don't need to know about that yet. Um, but I, I, t I totally, uh, totally get where you're coming from with that with the time. And it's, you know, I drop my business is built around James going to school and coming home from school. Um, they're my kind of red lines. So everything gets gets squeezed in. And when we finish recording this podcast, half past one ish now, I'll be going off to get him from school. But you're quite right. What that means is it condenses your day right down, which means I'm now a fully paid up member of the 5am club, whether I want to be or not, because I get up in the morning um, and from a mental health perspective, take take the dog out for a walk, chill out for a little bit before the day starts. And it just gives me an hour in front of the computer in the morning <clears throat> when he's still in bed, which means that I can kind of get caught up on things a little bit. Otherwise, you know, you get up the same time as the children and the whole school run thing and running around and rush, rush, rush. And by the time you get into the office at like half past nine, um, it just feels it feels like everything is, is condensing down on you. So yeah, time is a is a is a is a huge problem. But it's a very precious, yeah. very precious time. Two year olds are yeah. fantastic because they hero worship you see Laura at the moment. Uh, as they get older, that stops, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's what my husband said to me. I was honestly, I was struggling a little bit yesterday because um, after we got back from holiday, she's been very, um, I think, a bit unsettled. Yeah. Um, but it's me that she clings to. And my husband said, well, you're her favorite person in the entire world. Like, I mean, imagine, can you imagine? Like, I am literally her world and that's so lovely and I mm. think I forgot that when I was getting a little bit overwhelmed um, but it is nice so I'm trying to 
Um, I'm trying to not worry too much about it and enjoy it while it lasts. Awesome. But that's actually a great point about getting up a little bit early. I don't do that. I get up at the same time yeah. as my daughter. Um, but you're right. If I had an hour to just, it's those little things, you know, like the emails Absolutely. and the sorting things that you need to do and something's come through and you need to sort something to do with tax or whatever. Um, if I can get those off my plate before starting the day, that might actually be the missing link so i might try that I'm it's not made a huge it's it's made a huge difference for me i've been on a, a quite the journey with all that sort of stuff over the last few years or so because yeah otherwise it's just overwhelm it's you know it's it's feast and famine it's the roller coaster of running your own business um so yeah being able to structure and organize my day and it, it starts with get i don't do it the weekend because that would be awful <laughs> yeah. but during during the week i try and religiously get up really early i mean this time of year it's a struggle with the dark mornings etc but um it, it it really does pay off because by the time we have got an office and a physical premises so by the time i've got into the office i'm i'm nowhere near as stressed as i perhaps would be otherwise so yeah makes oh sense. well thank makes you sense. i'll try it and i'll there let you know yeah. hopefully this <laughs> might be a this might be a good turning point yeah there you go there you go well uh, what um as we as we sort of come come to the end of this i mean we do we do have a closing tradition on this podcast it's not horrific don't worry um but it's just a question really and uh it's probably more relevant to you than a lot of people but perhaps what what piece of technology do you use every day that's changed your life or made a really positive impact Ooh, i think oh i feel like i must have a really good one um I use a lot of different technologies every day. I use Help Scout for emails, oh, yeah. um, which I really like because I have a team of people so we can comment on different threads, which is really nice. Um, I've actually, so this is going to sound really boring actually, but the Reminders app on my phone, on my iPhone, I never really used it before, but I've been, I've been actually using it every day as like some this kind of brain dump for everything I need to do. Yeah. I have a personal list and a work list <laughs> and a family list and all those things that pop into my head uh, at the random times of day. I've got like an Apple watch and I can just say, you know, I'm not going to say it now, but hey, Siri. Yeah. And then say <laughs> so set a reminder for blah, blah, blah. And then I can forget about it. And then when I have a free minute, I just scroll through and I might like assign the tasks to maybe my husband or I'll say, I'm going to do this on Tuesday or I'm going to do this on Wednesday. And that's actually really helped with all the stuff, the, the mental stuff that's going on that I have to keep track of. So, yeah, it's kind of a boring app, but no, that's, that's been not, life changing. That's, yeah, no, that's a proper that's a proper kind of life hack. That's 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 a really good one. Um, I, I do something similar. I, I used to use reminders, um, but it was all starting to get a little bit messy and I've just started probably only the last month or so I started using Evernote again I used it years and years and years ago when it was when it was quite new but I didn't really have the 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 discipline uh, but now I'm sort of loving it and it integrates with Gmail and all sorts of stuff so you can sort of email yourself ideas and I'm still playing around with it I'm not 100% sure that, that, that I'll continue with it but that's like yeah, it's like reminders on steroids. So yeah, oh, that's oh, cool. I haven't used Evernote for years. No, it's much better that. now. It's really, really good. Really, really good. So no, that's yeah. a good one. So Laura, how can people reach out to you and get in contact with you if you if you want them to? And how can Definitely. they find Client Portal? Yeah, so you can find Client Portal at client-portal.io. 
Um, I mostly hang out on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Laurium, which is L-A-U-R-I-U-M. Um, you can also email me at laura at lauraelizabeth.co. That is actually my personal email. It's not the client portal email. But if you have any questions about if you think you might want to use client portal or you're interested in, you know, being a founder uh, and you want to know more about the podcast or something, feel free to just email me and I'll be happy to answer your questions. Sometimes my response times can be a little bit slow, but I do respond to everyone eventually. Um, so, yeah, awesome. that's how you can find me. That's brilliant. Thanks a lot for that. I'll put um, I'll put all that information in the uh, in the podcast notes for people. Laura, thanks a lot. It's been a been a pleasure. I know um, initially when I reached out to you, you weren't sure this was going to be a good link up, but uh, I'm convinced it's uh, brought some real value to um, to our listeners. And I can I can just hear people typing away in the background now, looking for looking for client portal. I shall put a link in the description. Um, have an awesome rest of your day, and uh, yeah, we'll speak to you soon. All right. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon. Thank you.